Okay, today's daf is daf Ayin Zayin. We left off on daf Ayin Vavam and Beis. We're uh, at daf Ayin Vavam and Beis. We just got through uh, discussing the issue of a ger a little bit. Uh, we were discussing whether a ger can be appointed to any sort of srara. So um, we, uh, the Gemara had said that uh, that even a reish kori they wouldn't even have a ger in charge of the midos, in charge of the measurements. Uh, they were they were careful in certain places about so careful about srara for a ger. So we, we mentioned in passing at the very end that Rav Moshe has a tshuva about whether a ger can be a rosh yeshiva. So it's in the eighth volume of Igros Moshe. Uh, Rav Moshe had uh, was not writing the tshuvas anymore. He had Rav Mordechai Tamla write the tshuva, and uh, the discussion he had was um, was why it is that Rav Moshe Paskins that a ger cannot that I'm sorry that a woman cannot be a mashkiach because that is considered a srara. But a Rosh Hashiva, Rav Moshe says, a ger can be a Rosh Hashiva. That's not called a srara. So Rav Moshe suggests, as we mentioned yesterday, that there's a difference between being in charge of other people to the extent that you're going to do something that they don't like, like a mashkiach who's uh, looking over people's shoulders and is there to uh, to check up on them, versus Rosh Hashiva, whose main job is to educate, is to teach Torah, where it's not true he also gets to kick people out of the yeshiva, but uh, they choose to come to the yeshiva in the first place, and he's uh, primarily teaching Torah. Now, Rav Moshe says, maybe one would want to bring a raya from Shmaya Naftalion, because Shmaya Naftalion were gerim. And nevertheless, they were obviously, uh, they were in a position, very high positions in, uh, in, in, in Klal Yisrael, so positions of Srara. So he says, no, you can't bring a right from Shmaya Naftalion, because maybe it was Harasha, maybe they were the two greatest Chachamim, and they they were needed, and therefore Harasha, they allowed them to become uh, to become the Rasha Yeshiva. And he says, and besides for that, it could be, and he quotes this from his grandson, he said, my grandson suggested to me, the Yisra is Som Tasmalech Melech. That uh, the issue is that 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 all the masimos that any time you uh, make an appointment it has to be mikeravachecha it has to be from someone who's not a ger but it could be that if you're not appointing someone to a position a person is just taking a position so then maybe there's no din of mikeravachecha so he says it could be shmaya naftali could be that there was no uh, that, that there's no iser for the person to take the position that uh, even if there isn't an iser for klal yisrael to appoint the person to a position could be there's no iser for the person to uh, to actually take the position very similar to the minchas chinuch that we've mentioned a number of times minchas chinuch talks about uh, having a woman sometimes malach melech Malka, having a woman as king right so the Torah says we don't have a woman as king. You're not allowed to appoint a woman as king. So the Chinuch says it's not that we don't have a woman as king, but that you can't appoint a woman as king. It's possible that if a king dies and he has only daughters, that uh, that that a woman can become king because it doesn't require an appointment. It doesn't require anyone to be to appoint her to uh, to, to to the position. And the Isser might only be one in the appointment, not in the actual taking of the office. Okay, we left off. We're in Rabbi Yossi Amar Afmi Shahaya. That uh, Rabbi Yossi had said in the Mishnah, even someone who signed on the in the courts in uh, in a certain place, uh, you can assume that their yichus is perfect. My time, huh? So the Gemara says, why is that so? Because we assume that they're very careful to check into whoever signs before they allow them to sign. Rabbi Chinun ben Antigonus, and then we quote Rabbi Chinun ben Antigonus at the end of our Mishnah had said that even someone who's muchtav be'istratya shel melech, also you could be sure that their yichus is fine. So what does that mean? Am Rabbi Yudam Shmuel it means someone who served in David's army. Anyone who served in David's army, they had to be a miyuchas if they were going to serve in the Jewish army. So, um, 
Amr of Yosef, my crow, where do we see such a din that you need to be miyuchas to serve in the army? Vizyachsam batsava bamulchama. So it says Vizyachsam that you need to be, you need to have yichus in order to uh, to serve in war. The time of I, and why is it that you need the yichus? Amr of Yudam Rav, Kedeshetei Zuchus and Zuchus Besayatan. So that their Zuchus and the Zuchus of their fathers should help them. Meaning, you need Zuchus Avos in order to be able to do okay in the battle. So, uh, in order to protect our soldiers in battle, we make sure that our, that our soldiers are, are, are Miyuchas so that they can have the Zuchus Avos that will help them out on the battlefield. So, Frakta Gemara, really, every time you have a Chayola Shalbes David, they're Miyuchasim. Vayikat Salaka Amoni. What about Salaka Amoni? Isn't he called an Amoni? My love, the Asimi Amon, isn't he called Amoni because initially he's from Amon and he was a Ger, so you see that he's uh, he's not Miyuchas. So the says, Lo, the Yasef Ba'amon. No, he's called Amoni because that's where he lived, but not because that, was, that has nothing to do with his Yichus. His Yichus was perfectly fine. He just happened to live in Amon. I ve'ika Uriah Chiti, right? The well-known Uriah, uh, who David uh, was punished for uh, for what he did to him. Isn't there Uriah Chiti? My love, Dasim Ches. Why is he called Achiti? Isn't it because he comes from Ches, and Ches is uh, not a good thing to come from? Avram Avinu says, "Katzti b'chayim ipnei benos Ches." I don't like the benos Ches. I don't want my child to marry into the benos Ches. Ches is. Uh, Right, obviously he's not a miyuchas, not from Klal Yisrael. So isn't that what Oriya Achiti means? So it says Merlo, the Yasef Beches. No, again, he just lived there. It doesn't mean, it does not mean that he uh, that he was that that was his lineage. I Vayika Itai Hagiti. What about Itai Hagiti? And if you're going to say, well, Itai Hagiti also was not from Gas. He lived in Gas. From Rav Nachman Itai Hagiti Baobatla. Rav Nachman says that there was an Avodazara that uh, that Itai Agiti came along and was Mevatel the Avodazara. Now the only way you could be Mevatel in Avodazara is if you're the guy who uh, you're a guy who who worshipped that Avodazara. Then you could be Mevatel the Avodazara. I can't go take an Avodazara that uh, that guy you worship and uh, and be Mevatel. The Avodazara. So don't you see uh, that, that clearly that if he had the ability to be Mavatal the Avodazara, that he must have been from uh, from a non Jewish family. So says the Gemara, and besides for that, um, uh, besides for that for that issue, uh, the Ravidom uh, Rav taught us. Arba Meos Yuladim Hayulol the David. David had four hundred young men. The Kulam Bnei Yifastower Hayu. All of them were children of Yifastower, meaning there were many Yifastowers in Klal Yisrael that were taken from various wars because David fought a number of battles and his soldiers took uh, various women. The Kulam and, and they had children, and these children, four hundred of them, Kulam Mistaprim Komi Umegadlim Baloris Hayu. That uh, all of them. All of these, uh, all, all of these, uh, the, these uh, fast towers were uh, would get unique haircuts. They were called megale beloris. The kulam yoshim bekron yoshalzavin. They would sit in these golden wagons. And they would go out at the head of the troops. 
And these are the strong men of the base David. So don't you see again that you don't have to be a miyuchas. These are bnei yifastor. Obviously they're not miyuchasim, and yet they're fighting mamish in David's army. So says Gemara, no, the azli lebu sealma. They didn't actually fight. They were just there to scare people, right? You have scare tactics sometimes in Tanakh in uh, in in the wars, whether it be uh, making a lot of noise to make it sound like uh, they're they're large troops, they're, they're a large amount of troops, or in this case having really intimidating looking people go out on the front lines who aren't even really going to fight. They're just there to intimidate. So uh, that's that was the role of these Megadeh Belorios, but uh, these, these B'nai Fastower. But B'nai Fastower in general would not be allowed to fight in David's army because they, they lack the uh, the Yichus. Now in terms of what it means to be Megadeh Belorios, so Rashi explains that um, that the Amori people would have uh, this unique hairstyle of Megali Belorus as a way of, uh, of of showing allegiance to the Avodazara. right? And that's what Rashi says in 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 a number of places in Shas that uh, that the Isser is uh, Dafka to shave the front of the head and grow the back of the hair long. That was the uh, problem of Megali Belorus. They would shave the front of their head and grow the back of their hair long. And that it's an Isser of Darke Amori because that's the way they would show their allegiance to the Avodazar. So even though these people were now living within the Jewish community, they still were very loyal, apparently, to the ways of their of, the, of their youth, to their to their upbringing. The Rambam says that not only if you shave the front of your hair and you uh, grow your hair long in the back, but he, uh, he also says if you shave the sides of the hair and you leave the middle, that's also Megadeh Belorus, and that's also Midarke Amori. Right? So, uh, so there are multiple uh, unique, unusual haircuts that, uh, that would fit into this, uh, into this category. So that's the... Um, that, that's what the post can discuss. What about a person who just wants to grow long bangs? A guy, uh, some people like to have uh, to have long hair in the front. So if you have uh, long hair, is that considered, um, is, that, is that a problem of Darke Amori of Megadi Belorus? So Vadya says it's very difficult to say that it's really Asr Midin Chukasakum because it could be that Rashi's, Rashi's correct that the only time you're going to have an Isr is if you shave the front and it's the contrast, the shaving the front and growing the back. That's the contrast between the two. That's the problem. It's not just growing the hair long. That's uh, that's the problem. And also, even if you have like the Rambam, that growing the front of the hair is also a problem, it still might only be also again with the contrast, with shaving the side and growing the front. So... Uh, he says it's hard to say that it's usher to have long bangs, but he says it's not, not a good idea, and uh, we should try to be extra machmir. Uh, Ravadia has a uh, play on words from Pasuk uh, in Megillus Rus, He says, you know, we say to the people who keep short hair, Hashem Machem, that that's, uh, that's the best way to, to go about doing it. Besides the Megadeh Belorus problem, the Dark Amori problem, there is a, uh, there's a discussion in the Pasuk about Chatzitza and Tefillin. Right, whether it's an issue with chatzitzah and tefillin, so we've discussed in the past. Machlokes Rishonim, whether you're even whether you're allowed to have a chatzitzah and tefillin, it could be that there's no problem to have a chatzitzah and tefillin. The rush writes that uh, any foreign substance on the head, any chatzitzah, uh, is a problem with tefillin. But the Rashba writes in a tshuva, strongly disagrees with the Rashba. And the Rashba says chatzitzah is only on the tefillin shel yad. There's no issue of chatzitzah and tefillin shel rosh. So right away, you even have machlokes whether there's even anything to discuss when it comes to chatzitza and tefillin, and then you have the additional issue of, wait a second, your hair is part of you, so that might not be a chatzitza and tefillin either. So there's a 
there's a big discussion about the issue. There's machsa shekel that's very machmir about this. Mishabur quotes machsa shekel is very machmir that it might be a chatzitza and tefillin. But again, Ravadia says very hard to say that uh, that it's really a, an issue lahalacha. I mean, chatzitza and tefillin doesn't seem like it because again, like we said, a it's a svekseka. A there might be a shita that there's no chatzitza at all, tefillin. and b. If it's part of your body, it's less likely that uh, that it's going to, to cause a chatzitza. So anyway, so that's uh, part of the discussion. Ravadia has uh, truth about it. Others have, uh, the Mishabur discusses. Um, the Rav uh, Sturmbach has a truth in Chilik Aleph about it, about whether uh, men could have long hair and what the issues what the issues are. or an article on it. It's on the Shul's website if anyone's interested. Okay, anyway, says the Mishnah. Bas Chalal Zachar Psulam and Akuna Lialam. New Mishnah. So the daughter of a Chalal, of a male Chalal, is going to be puzzled from Kuhuna forever. So uh, the Gemara is going to discuss what, we, what, what we're adding by that word, the Olam. What do you mean forever? She's puzzled from Kuhuna. Just tell me she's puzzled from Kuhuna. Yisrael Shenasa Chalala Bitok Sher Lakuna. A Yisrael marries a Chalala, a female Chalala, but the father is fine, the guy is fine, so the daughter is Kasha Lakuna. So apparently we go with the father. We just, uh, in terms of whether the daughter can marry Kuhuna, you look at who the father was. If the father was a Chalala, she cannot. If the father was Yisrael, she can. Doesn't matter if the mother was a Chalala. If the father's a chal, the mother's a basisol, the daughter's pasalakuna. The Gemara is going to point out the obvious that that was the same as the first line of the Mishnah. Right? We just said, Baschal Zachos Pasalakuna. So what, what, what are we adding? Rabbi Huda Omer, Bas Ger Zachar, Kibas Zachar. He says that the daughter of a male Ger is like the daughter of a uh, of a male Chalal. Right? We just said the daughter of a male Chalal is Pasalakuna, so too the daughter of a male Ger is going to be Pasalakuna even if the mother is perfectly fine. Rabbi Lezben Yaakov Omer, he says, no, when it comes to Gerus, this is how it works. Yisrael, Shanasa Gioras, if the father is a is a born Jew, the mother's a Gioras, the daughter's gonna be fine for Kuhuna. The same in the reverse. If the father was a Ger and the mother was a born Jew, the daughter's going to be fine. The only time you have a problem where you can have the children of Gerim that are going to be problematic for Kuna is only have a Ger Shinasa Is if both parents are Gerim, so then the status of Ger will be passed on to the child, and the child will be Pasala Kuhuna. And this is true whether it's a ger, whether it's an evad meshuchar, afilu ad yud doros, even up until ten generations, ad shetehei imom Yisrael. You need at least the mother to be from Klal Yisrael. Rabbi Yossi Omer, av ger shenasa gyoros pitok sher lekuna. Rabbi Yossi says, you know what? Even when both parents are gerim, the child herself is not a ger. And as long as the child herself is not a ger, she's going to be sher lekuna. There's no problem lekuna as long as the child herself is not a ger. Okay. So says the Gemara, first line of the Mishnah, we said that the daughter of a male Chalol is Pasal Vakuna forever. So what, what do we mean? What are we adding by the word forever? Because I might have thought it should be just like a Mitzri and a Domi. Just like Mitzri and Domi. Uh, you have in, you have until uh, uh, the 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 uh, after three generations. So to over here that you have uh, a din of three generations, right? That uh, the halalos also should go on uh, should should, uh, should should become kosher after three generations. So it says no, it's liolam. No matter how many generations, it doesn't make a difference. It's going to uh, it's going to be a problem of uh, halala. Yisrael shenasa halala. So we said that a Yisrael marries a halala. So the the Mishnah said that the daughter is fine. <laughs> As long as 
the father is not a chalal, the daughter is kasher lakuna. So says Marminani How do I know that that's so? That the daughter is kasher lakuna, even though her mother is a chalala. Amr Biyachim Shmuel Rabbi Shimon Nemrakan Velo Yichalal Zaro Ba'amav Vinemralalan Lo Yitame Bal Biamav. So the lashon Biamav is uh, is is very similar by the two by the two Yisurim by the Yisra of of uh, making chalalos and by the Yisra of being metami lemesim. So Mala Halan Zacharim Velo Nekevos. Just like by the Yisra of Tumah, we know it applies to men and not to women. Afkan Zacharim Velo Nekevos. So too by the Yisra of Chalalos, it's Zacharim and not Nekevos. By Pesulei Chalalos, only Zacharim are possible. Nekevos don't become possible. So the daughter is going to be Kasha even though her mother is a Chalala. So frankly, Gemara, really? So if that's the case, El Me'ata Bito Shal Koen Gadol Tishtari. If you're going to say that it doesn't apply to Nekevos... So if a Kohen Gadol marries an Almana, so she should be mutter. She should be, she should be, she should not be a Chalal, she should be mutter lakuna. Because after all, uh, it only applies to Zacharim and not to Nekevos. So the daughter of an Almana who's married to a Kohen Gadol should not be a problem. So says Marino, Miksiv Beno, Zaroksiv. It doesn't say Lo Yitame Beno Be'amav. It says Lo Yichalal Beno Be'amav, rather. It says Lo Yichalal Zaro Be'amav. So it's hard to say that it only applies to men and not to women. If it only applied to men, it would have said Beno, and I would have darshan Beno Lobito. But it says Zaro, which implies... <coughs> Which implies any of the children. So uh, so uh, so that's how I know that the daughter of an almana lekohen gadol is going to be problematic lekuna. So frankly, Gemar, okay, but then bas bas bino tishtri, the daughter of the of of his son of a uh, of a chalal should be mutter um, because uh, again the uh, the the, the shava should help to tell me that uh, that it doesn't go on to the daughter that it granted so we know that it's zaro so it could apply first generation to both men and women what, what about second generation so he says zaro lo it says zaro which implies that there's some connection between him and his children mahu so if his own daughter is going to be puzzle, then his son's daughter is going to be puzzle as well. So, uh, so, that, so we cannot derive from the fact that it says, from the Gzir Shava, the fact that it says Ba'amav, and that we associate this with the Yisra of Tumah, that it will not apply to his granddaughter. So, Frank Demar, okay, that's for his son's daughter. But uh, if now you're going to tell me that for his son's daughter, we're going to say it's going to, it's going to be a problem because Makish Zarolo, so Frechtemar Bas Bito Titzar, then even if it's his daughter's daughter, even if it's his daughter's daughter, who's a Chalala, she should be Aser from the same uh, the same Hekish. That just like, that, that if his child is going to be puzzled, so his child's child is going to be puzzled as well. So says Gemara, Im King Shav Yeah, but then if that's the case, then the Gzair Shav didn't do us any good, right? The whole point of the Gzair Shav was to tell me that it only, in some way, it only applies to men and not to women. Well, we just killed the whole Gzair Shav if we're going to say that 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 every case is going to be. Uh, is going to be Zar, Makish Zarolo, that we're going to make the, his children just like him, then it's going to, to make it that women are no different than men, that all of them are going to be Chalalim. So, uh, so in order to balance it out, so in certain cases we apply the Gzer Shava, in other cases we apply the Hekish. Okay, Chalal Shenasa Bas Yisrael Bita Psula. So the Mishnah said if a Chalal marries a regular girl, the father's a Chalal, the, the, the daughter is, the, 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 the mother is a regular Bas Yisrael, their daughter is going to be so, 
We just said that, right? What are we adding when when line lines one and three of the Mishnah are identical? So Gemara says, Yeah, it is. I did but once we mention in line two, So we use a similar lashon to explain the flip side of that. doesn't teach us anything new. Now the Gemara just makes a more broad comment about the Mishnah. That you see our Mishnah is against Rabbi Dostoy ben Yehuda. Why? Detanya Rabbi Dostoy ben Yehuda Omer, Kshem Shebnei Yisrael Mikvatar L'Chalalos, Kach Benos Yisrael Mikvatar L'Chalalim. Rabbi Dostoy ben Yehuda said that just like Bnei Yisrael are Mikvatar L'Chalalos, so Chalala marries a a regular Jewish guy, uh, the children are, are not chalalim. So to benos shalom mikvatar lechalalim, a chalal marries a regular Jewish girl. The children are not chalalim, which is directly against both lines one and three of our Mishnah. Lines one and three of our Mishnah say a chalal marries a regular Jewish girl. The child is possible. So says Gemara. My time in Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yehuda. Where did Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Yehuda, get his idea that uh, bnei Yisrael are mikvatar benos Yisrael are mikvatar lechalalim? Amar kra lo yichalal zaru ba'amav. He says, Ba'amav teaches me that only if mother and father have the same status is there going to be a halal problem with the child. But if the mother and father are not both halalim, only one of them is halalim, and I don't care which one, it doesn't matter, the children are not going to be halalim. You're only going to have a halalim problem when they're both from the same am. Being from the same am means that they're both halalim. So I only know that if you... That you're going to be mechal of the child when you uh, when the Kohen gets involved in an usher relationship. How do I know that it's going to be mechal of the woman that he sleeps with as well? That she too is going to be, uh, uh, let's say, the the Kohen Gadol and the Almana, right? So the child of Kohen Gadol and Almana is going to be chalal. How do I know that the Almana also is going to be mischaleles and she's not going to be able to ever marry a Kohen again and she's not going to ever be able to eat truma again, right? She's going to lose her uh, whatever status she has. So I'm in Kavachomer. So we say it's a simple Kavachomer. Right? You see, the child didn't do any Avera and the child becomes a Chalel. The child didn't do anything wrong. He's totally innocent. So the mother who didn't miss her, of course she should have Chalelos. Uh, right? That's one of the unique... Uh, um, unique elements of this uh, this din. Nachman Kagan uh, came over to me in yeshiva yesterday in uh, in DRS, and he was saying he doesn't get how you could have a mamzer b'shogeg. Someone uh, violates uh, in one of the surei misas Basin and krisos b'shogeg. How could it be that the child's a mamzer? Why should? When do you have an onesh like that for something that's b'shogeg? So I pointed out to him, it's not an onesh by chalalus. Also, it's not an onesh that someone becomes a chalal, someone becomes a mamzer. The onesh is the chiv misa, the chiv chenek uh, deisralav. That's the onesh. The chalalus mamzer is just the natural result. Meaning that there is such an idea of a pagam in a child. It's hard to understand such a concept. But that the child has inherent values of the way I always explain it is like a Rachman uh, al you have a, a crack baby. The, the mother, uh, you know, t- took drugs. So the child's getting punished. The child, it's, it's just a natural consequence. Or stop, forget a crack baby. A, mo- a, woman, a person does, uh, does things that are unhealthy for their, for their body. A person takes drugs. So what's the punishment for taking drugs? So they'll go to jail, they'll do whatever. There are certain punishments. Now, the fact that their brain is fried and that they're not going to be able to function normally, that's not a punishment, that's just a consequence of their actions. So there are certain things that are just a consequence. Similar, we have a similar idea in halacha as well. We have something called, the post can talk about timtum when it comes to kashras. So there's an isr of eating non-kosher food. 
food. But then even if you manage to get around the Yisr, some Sofer is a tshuva, where he takes Timtum Alev extremely seriously, where he says, I can come up with a heter for every Yisr, for a case of a, someone who needed to be institutionalized or something, and kosher food wasn't available. He says, so yeah, there's no Yisr per se regarding this person, they're a shelter, whatever, they're a chayven Yisr, but Timtum Alev is going to be a real problem. Timtum Alev is still going to be an issue. What, if there's no Yisr, what do you mean? No, sometimes there are things that are an onesh for violating an Yisr, and sometimes you just have things that are a consequence. So yeah, so it's not the kid's fault. The kid's still a chalal, whether it's his fault or not. So the Gemara says, well, okay, fine. If that's going to be true when it's not the kid's fault, when it is the person's fault, namely the mother, kalvachomer, it's going to be a problem. So the Gemara says, no, who But you could see sometimes just the fact that someone did an Yisr doesn't necessarily make them a chalal, because look at the guy, look at the father, the Kohen Gadol, who slept with the Almana. Shavar Avera Vein Muschalal. He violated the Avera, and he didn't become a chalal. So he said, no, Malahush Kenin Muschal Bakal Makom. He never becomes a chalal. Tomer Behisham is chalal, Bakal Makom. She can always become a chalal. She becomes a zona, right? There are always ways for women to become a chalal. A man, if he's born not a chalal, is never going to become a chalal. Vim Nafshak Lomer, Kral, Loy Chalal Zaro, Loy Chulal, Zeshay Kashub and Eschalal. And if you want to quote me the Pasuk of Loy Chalal Zaro, Loy Chulal, that's referring to someone who was once kosher. So what's that last line talking about? Mayim Nafshak Lomar. What do we say with the Im Nafshak Lomar? And if you want to say that you can ask uh, that 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 the difference is that the child that was born ba'avera, meaning meaning you want to say that the kalvachomer is a bad kalvachomer. You can't say, look, if the child never did an iser, he's a chalal. So the mother who did the iser should for sure be a chalal. It's a bad kalvachomer because the child is born with a problem. The mother wasn't born with a problem. So he says, no. The pasuk indicates that the iser of chal- the, the problem of chalalos is not only something that's inborn. It's zeshay kasher v'nis chalal. It could be just as bad for someone who was born kasher and then became a chalal, right? That's also always a question. Is it better to have never been ra'oi for something? Which is uh, stronger? Someone who was never ra'oi or someone who was ra'oi and then was nitcha? Right? Is it, uh, is, is, w- w- which one is considered the greater pigam? So the Gemara over here seems to be saying that, uh, that, that don't tell me uh, it seems to be wavering on that issue. At first in the Havamina, that someone who was born as a chalal would be worse off and therefore more likely to be a chalal, to retain the, the, the problems of a chalal than someone who was not born without, as if the cheskas kashra sort of helps out, that they were born that way. Or uh, maybe we say, no, that someone who was uh, rawi and then is pushed aside is, uh, is even worse off. What is a chalala? Anyone who's born from the psulim. My psulim. What does it mean, psulim? Ilim psulim lo. Anyone who's possible to him. Hari maxir grushasa the psulim lo benek sherim. If his maxir is, is grusha, she's possible to him, but the children are still sherim. It doesn't make the children chalalim. Dixiv toeva he, because the pasuk calls it a toeva, but with darshin, he toeva vein benet toevim. She's a toeva for going back to him, but the children are not toevim. So I'm Rabbi Yudah Hachikamer. So what do we mean when we say that a Chalal is anyone who's born from someone who's pasul. Ezui chalal kol shenodol min pasul kahuna. It's tafka someone who's nolat from a pasul in kahuna. Nolde in lo nolde lo. So that implies that only if someone's born from a pasul kahuna it's a problem. But if they weren't born from a pasul kahuna it's not a problem. Hari almana grusha zona the lo nolde mekavi chalal. But what about what about an almana grusha zona? All those cases where they're not born from pasul kahuna and still it's a chalala. So I'm a rabbi hachikamer. Ezu chalala muskeres shalohayu lashasa koser klal 
So we have to further refine the statement. We weren't just saying that a chalala is anyone who, uh, who has a psal. We weren't just saying it's anyone who's born from psal kuna. We're saying, what is the chalala that is mentioned that never has a shas kosher? That's someone who's born from a psal kuna. So my muskaris, what do we mean mentioned? Mentioned where? Some rabbi so barab nachikamar. Ezui chalala sheikarami de vritor vein srikhan lefarish mi de vritsofrim. Where do we have the concept of chalala? That's explicit in the Torah, and you don't need Torah Pet to explain it. Anyone is born from Psulikuna. That's the Chalalus that's explicit in the Torah. Tarabanan. Almana, 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 Enuchai Vela Achas. If a Kohen Gadol sleeps with an Almana three times over, and the Gemara will explain exactly what that means an Almana three times over, he only violates one is, he's only Chayiv once. Similarly, Grusha, 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 Eino Chayv Elachas. He sleeps with the Grusha three times over. He's only Chayv once. Excuse me. Almana, Grusha, Vechalala, Zona. If he sleeps with an Almana, Grusha, Chalala, Zona. So Bizman Shem could say there, if the Yisurim came in that order, Chayv Elachas Vachas. Then he's Chayv for each one individually. But Zinsav and Ischalav and Iskarshav and Isharmala, but if the woman was first a Zona, then a Chalala, then a Grusha, then an Almana, Eno Chayev Alachas, then he was only Chayev once. So, frankly, let's go back to the beginning. Almana, 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 Eno Chayev Alachas. We said that an Almana three times over, you're only Chayev once. Hi, Almana, Hechidami. What are we talking about? What do we mean in Almana three times over? Ilema Shabbat, Al Almana, Suvein, Val Almana, Shimon, Val Almana, Slavi. If you're going to tell me, we're talking about a Kohen Gadol who has a thing for Almanos, he goes around and he sleeps with Almana of Ruven. Three different people. Why in the world would he only be chayv once? He violated three soon with three different people. So there's there's no issue at all. Of course he's chayv three times. Ella. So must be possibility number two. Sheba al almana achas shalosh bios. He sleeps with one almana, three separate bios. Say chidami. What's the case? If they never warned him about it, so So then, of course, he's only going to be chayiv once. So no, maybe you'll say it's talking about a case he did three bios with the same almana and he got a hasra'a before each bia. But then again, Why should he only be chayiv once? Each maisa is a brand new maisa avera. Each maisa bia is a brand new maisa avera. How do I know that? Because we have precedent for this. We have a mission in Nazir. Nazir kulo. You have a Nazir that's drinking wine all day long. So he's only chayiv once. But if they come and they tell him, Al Tishta, Al Tishta, don't drink, don't drink, each time before he takes another sip, before he takes another revise of Yahim, they say, don't drink, and he drinks each time, so he's going to be for each and every time that he drinks. So says, so you see clearly that if, as, if there are multiple astrals, even if he repeats the same Isser, doesn't make it any better. It's still an Isser. You eat Chazit today, you eat Chazit tomorrow, you eat Chazit the next day. It's a new Isser each time. Right? Otherwise, it would be ridiculous. A person could say, uh, as soon as, right, the Gemara, had, that's the Gemara earlier in the Mishnah. The Gemara says, Kimensha, Avara, the Mavera, the person uh, violates Navera and then repeats it. So it's, 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 it becomes Hutralo. So the Gemara says, Hutralo, Salgadaydah? Meaning the Gemara has such Java meaning. What are you, crazy? You think that that becomes Mutter just because I did an Avera once? Now it becomes Mutter forever? I could just keep on repeating it? 
it because it's not called an Averis. The Gemara says, no, it's Nasus Lokater. Psychologically, the person views it as if it's Mutter, but it's not that it actually becomes Mutter. Chas v'shalom. You do an Avera, it remains Asr to you to do again. So repeating the Avera multiple times, if you have multiple Asros, there's no doubt that you can get punished multiple times. So that can't be the case that we're talking about, where you violate the Avera multiple times. And you have Asra each time. So Lotzricha, now the case is, Sheba al almanas Ruvain Shahais almanas Shimon Shahais almanas Levi. You're both, it's the same woman. The woman happens to be an almana from three different husbands. She already buried three husbands. So Mao Detema Hare Shemos Mukhlakim. I might think that it's Shemos Mukhlakim and therefore it's three separate Isurim. Therefore, comes to tell me now, even though she's Almanas, she has three different titles. She's titled Almanas Ruvain, Almanas Shemunan, Almanas Levi, but she's one person. And since she's one person, it's only one Isser to sleep with her. So even though she has, she has, she's an Almana from three different places, she still is still. Um, would only be one Isra of Almana. It would also be an Isra of a Katlanis, right? You're not supposed to marry an Isha Katlanis. And there's Machlokas, when a woman becomes an Isha Katlanis, right? Is it is it two times that creates a Chazaka? Or do you need three times to create a Chazaka? But in this case, you for sure have Lechaladeos, you have an Isha Katlanis. It's three times that's a Chazaka. The only issue is the Sugi right? What makes the woman a Katlanis? What makes the woman a uh, woman who uh, we assume is knocks off husbands? Is it the fact that there's a Mazal? Do we assume that it's her mazel that causes uh, her husbands to die in her left and right, or do we assume mekoragaram that uh, somehow there's some uh, she has some STD or something, right? That uh, she has some sort of d- disease that uh, anyone who sleeps with her is going to uh, is going to get that disease and is going to die. So that's the discussion in the Gemara, and obviously major nafkaminos. Nafkaminos, she's now mana mina irisin, so she never slept with the husband. Nafkaminos, if the husband gets hit by a truck. So you're pretty sure it wasn't the STD that did it, right? It was probably the uh, the truck that did it. But uh, but nevertheless, if it's a mazel issue, so then it's her mazel that her husband gets hit gets hit by truck. So it could be that you could have a woman, at least the Mandiyamar, that. Uh, that it's a Makara Garam, so you could have a woman who's not a Katlanis even though her husband's died, right? Or uh, the, uh, the, the I, if, I believe, the, if I recall correctly, the uh, Gemara says that if the guy was already a Zakin Muflag, he was already very old, and he died of old age, so you don't say that she's a Katlanis because the husband died, right? That's not neither bad mazel, nor, is it, uh, nor do we assume it's, uh, it's some health issue. The guy just died because he was you know, 115 years old, and it's normal to die at a certain point. No one lives forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, Almana Grusha Bakalala Zona. So then we went on to say the Bryce went on to say that if a woman is an Almana and a Grusha and a Khalala and a Zona, so it has to be in that order in order to have multiple violations. So uh Tana Maika Savar. So what does this Tana hold about violating multiple Isurim on the same person? Ikasavar Isr Khalal Isr Ifkanami. If you hold that one Isr could be Khalal and another Isr, so what difference what what difference does it make what order it's in, whether it's Almana, Grusha, Khalal, Zona or the opposite? Vikasavar Ainis Khalal Isr. And if you hold that then even in that order it shouldn't be shouldn't be a problem. Because once someone is usher to me, so or something is usher to me, so what difference does it make if there's another Isser in, in place? It's already usher. No an Isser can't be chal on an already existing Isser. So Tana This Tana in general does not hold that an Isser can be chal on another Isser, except there are exceptions to the rule of Ainisr Khal Isser. 
Isr Mosif Islay. He holds of an Isr of something called Isr Mosif. Right? There are two very similar concepts. There's something called Isr Mosif and something called Isr Kolel. Right? The two they're similar in the sense that the they both say that when the Isr is the second Isr is more expansive than the first, then the uh, the the second Isr can be Chal on the first sister. The only issue, the only distinction is what do we mean by more expansive? That it applies to more people or that it's a more severe iser. So uh, says the Gemara, Almana Asur Gadol, Gadol. When the woman was only in Almana, so she was already Asur to the Kohen Gadol, but she was Asur, she was Mutter to Kohen Hedyar at that point in time. Havila Grusha, then she becomes a Grusha. Now since she becomes Asur to more people when she becomes a Grusha, so the Isr of Grusha is going to be Chal even on the Kohen Gadol. So when the Kohen Gadol sleeps with her, not only is it going to be an Isr of an Almana, but it's going to be an Isr of Grusha as well. Because the Isra of Grusha had makam to be chal since uh, the Isra of Grusha is more expensive it applies to more to more people so that's going to be an additional Isra for the Kohen Gadol as well but she's still at Yitruma then she becomes a Chalala since the, the status of Chalala means something in the sense that a Grusha is allowed to Yitruma if her, if her father is a Kohen but a Chalala is not allowed to eat truma. So since the iser means something, there's makom for the iser of halala to be chal. So he tells of iser, the guy with gadol. So the kohen gadol sleeps with her now. He's going to violate the iser of almana, the iser of grusha, and the iser of halala. Then elazona my iser most of ispa. So then the says, okay, now she becomes zona. What, what did that do to her? She was already uh, thrown out of Kahuna. So what did becoming a Zona do to her? So Gemara says, unbelievable Kiddush. Amr of Chana of Katina, hold the shame Znus postal Yisrael. Since Znus is something that could sometimes even ruin Abbas Yisrael, how can Znus ruin Abbas Yisrael if she's married? And a married woman who goes in his mezana makes her a sota. Since Znus is something that could ruin Abbas Yisrael, so Znus is viewed as something that's more expansive, and therefore even though Eino Chinami, for this woman, whatever her status was of Kuhuna when she became a Zona, it didn't make it any worse. And it didn't become Asar in any more people. It was not an Isramosif at all, but still it's considered like an Isramosif because theoretically the shame Isr Zona is a more expansive Isr. So that's a, a unique concept that uh, doesn't actually have to practically have Makam to Bichal as long as theoretically it's a more expansive Isr. Tani Tanakamedra of Sheshes. Kol Anyone who theoretically you could have kiddushin with so such a person uh, is going to be the, is going to be included in the iser of uh, of 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 lo yikach when um, meaning anyone who uh, the pasuk says isha bivsula yikach that the kohen gadol has to marry a bivsula and then it says almanu grusha chalalazona lo yikach so what kind of almanu grusha chalalazona only someone who he could have married had they not had that problem of almanu grusha chalalazona kol sheino biyikach eno b'lo yikach but anyone who he couldn't marry anyway so it's not going to be included in the iser prat the kohen gadol shvalachos almana kohen gadol sleeps with his sister who's an almana so she was never Biyikach, so she's not going to have the Yisra of Almana. Amrle, Amrle, the Amr Who said this? Rabbi Shimoni, the Amr Einis Rachaliser. That sounds like Rabbi Shimon holds Einis Rachaliser. The Tanya, Rabbi Shimon, Amr Ochel Nevela Biyom Kippur and Potter. Rabbi Shimon says, "Eat Nevela on Yom Kippur. You Potter me din Yom Kippur because it was already asked before Yom Kippur was Nevela." The Rabbanon Amr Einis Rachaliser, but the Rabbanon would hold that an Isra can be chal another Isra. Says Mordechai, "Filutei Rabbanon." 
When did the Rabban say Yisrochal Lisser? Hanimi Lisrochal Lisrochal. That's only when Nisrochal Rabbi Chal and Nisrochal. Av Lisrochal and Lisrochal are not chayil, but Nisrochal and Nisrochal is not going to be chayil. Ikadamri Haman Yirabbanon he damri Yisrochal Lisser. Others say that no, we're assuming like the Rabban who say that Nisroch can be chayil of the Nisroch. V'chamer Rabban Yisrochal Lisser Hanimi Lisrochal Lisrochal. And again, that only works when it's Nisrochal Rabban Lisrochal. Av Lisrochal Lisrochal are not chayil, but in Nisrochal a lesser Nisroch can't be chayil on a larger Nisroch. Dear Rabbi Shimon. Because if we're assuming like like Rabbi Shimon, Hashi Yisro Chamer Yisro Kalo Lo Chayil. If even an Yisro Chamer can't be Chal and Yisro Kal, Yisro Kal Yisro Chamer Mibai. Do you need to tell me that an Yisro Kal can't be an Yisro Kal can't be Chal and Yisro Chamer? So it says Gemara, no. Mal Detema Yisro Kuna Shiny. It could even be going like Rabbi Shimon. I might have thought that an Yisro Kuna is different and that it can be Chal. Come Ashmon. Therefore, comes tell me that a Yisro Kal Yisro even be Makom Yisro Kuna. Okay, that's fine.